Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Ever since Fairway opened its doors, we've been committed to developing relationships with the best local farmers. That's why 100% of Fairway meat is sourced from farming communities right here in the Midwest. Because nobody knows meat like we do. And nobody is better known for their meat than Fairway. It's a source of pride to source from the communities we live in and to help bring you, our neighbors, the highest quality meat for the lowest possible price. What is going on? The uh, I think this is the first time we've ever done the Williams and Bloom Sunday Night Podcast live. If you're listening to this on uh, Monday, which I'm guessing a lot of you will, we did do this live for our friends on social media and YouTube and all that good stuff as well. What a night. As I just got back to my hotel room here in Milwaukee, I haven't even gotten done with my column from the game yet. There's been so much happening uh, with the Iowa State women just advancing to the Sweet 16 as well. Everything piled on top of each other, and we wanted to get it out here for you guys to react immediately. Uh, real quick, before I bring in Brent Bloom, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, Mechdyne and the Mechdyne Corporation. Check them out at mechdyne.com. Great supporters of Iowa State, great supporters of what we do here at cyclonefanatic.com. Uh, they are one of the big reasons why we – are where we're at and we appreciate that really good people they're located in marshalltown i'm always encouraging people uh for anything you do um they'll probably have a job opportunity and they love hiring iowa staters so thank you so much shout out to them what's up brent bloom how was your night oh buddy chalk this one up for the history books my man i mean pretty awesome at what, what's the quote from eric heft you know, it's always yeah. great to be a cyclone, but but some nights are better than others, and this this one's right at the top. I mean, it's a pretty special day, no doubt. Um, and you know, I was I was walking around after the game. It's why I'm so far behind, um, just talking to people and um, seeing the smiles. And and I was talking to a couple members of the Iowa State basketball coaching staff, and I can tell you from being there doing it the way that they did it against 
Like, okay, if they would have beaten Colgate, <laughs> right. it would have been fine. Like, yeah. it still like would have been a Sweet 16, and you would celebrate it. The way that it all went down, winning that game in Milwaukee, I mean, it was 90% Wisconsin fans. And the way Iowa State was able to – like, they didn't – Brent, they weren't phased by the crowd once. In fact, like, I think Iowa State players were actually, like, fired up about it. Like, that just – it made it so much sweeter to win that in Milwaukee against Wisconsin. Yeah. I mean, if you just look at the, I mean, and I probably, you know, I'm a bit hokey, you know, looking at the big picture, but to think of, you know, even when we started this podcast, what was it? March of 2020 and just the journey for everybody, but especially the Iowa state men's basketball program to here you are in the sweet 16, like, and then the way you did it to beat Wisconsin in Wisconsin with the partisan Wisconsin fan base with the coach from Wisconsin, the point guard from Wisconsin who wasn't offered by Wisconsin, big 10 champions, like the whole thing. It was just, I mean, it's awesome. And it wasn't exactly a, a beautiful brand of basketball, but so many times this year, I would say lost games like that when they were on the other side and it was nice for Wisconsin to go, whatever they were three for 20 from three. I mean, sure there's excuses, but Hey man, this has happened. I would say in the past, like I'm not concerned that the, the Wisconsin point guard got hurt like that. You know, I think about Chris Babb in 2013 when he rolled his ankle, yeah. in, you know, right before halftime. And how how's that game different? Um, and it's just part of it. It's unfortunate that it did. But, man, there's just no wiping smile off my face today. And then to go from that, that game gets over, and the Iowa State women are up 11 to nothing at that point and just, like, cruising. And it really wasn't – they were in no stress at all throughout the entire game at Hilton Coliseum. It was just a beautiful night. Beautiful night. My mom and dad, I, I called them on my way back to the hotel, and they were in Hilton. And I guess like my mom said it was one of the great like Iowa State moments she'd ever experienced because they played the ending of the men's game on the big screen in Hilton, and everybody just went nuts, I guess. I heard it was just phenomenal. Yeah. I, yeah, my my, uh, my dad was up there too, and he said it was a cool atmosphere. And I, they knew. Everybody knew up there. And but, but at that point, you know, the women were up, you know, it was, it was 11 to nothing and then got up 24 to seven. And Emily Ryan set the tone early and it wasn't ever a question. And so to get two teams in the Sweet 16 on the same night and both to face 10 seeds, you know, I mean, I, we're not going to get too far ahead of ourselves, but we have to think about it like this. The, the party doesn't have to end now. Like there was some finality. You know, if I if I if I make a comparison here. You know, the last time I was made a sweet 16 on the men's side in 2016, where you had you, you had two good games, you know, you beat Iona and then you beat uh, Beard and Arkansas Little Rock, but you knew you had Virginia there and it was going to be tough sledding. But even the, the time in 13 under Fred, when you beat North Carolina, but you knew Niang had the broken foot, it was going to be tough yeah. against UConn. You know, and I'm not saying this team's a Final Four team by any means, but listen, you've got a Tennessee in Miami who just beat Auburn. Iowa State has already come out as a one-point favorite. And then the one seat up there is Kansas, and we know what Iowa State has done against them. Should have won the game in Allen Fieldhouse. Like, this isn't – this doesn't have to be the end of the road, and I think this is why it's so cool. Yeah, this is awesome and totally unexpected. But yet there's a lot to look forward to uh, on the men's side, on the women's side. You'll be absolutely a favorite against Creighton, and then who knows against South Carolina. So, I mean, this is, this is great. I mean, it's totally unexpected. I didn't think here on March 20th that we would be in a place where Iowa State's going to be one of literally like three teams to have both of its programs in the Sweet 16. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah, we thought we had a pretty good chance to get one. No um, question. And that's 
kind of what my column's going to be focused on uh, once I hang up with you. I'll, I'll finish it, but just the I think it's important the perspective of where the men's team came from and why it was put together the way it was put together. And uh, here's one of my lines. I don't want to give it away, but no. I, I wrote, Otzel ball isn't fun, but winning is. And the reason, like, they they play such a gross, like, brand of basketball and stuff, but it was all intentional. And, and that it was because – they knew when they got the job that after, you know, what they were inheriting, that they were going to have to really, um, at least the first year, the goal was just to be competitive, right? And you put these guys together and how do you be competitive? Well, you ugly up the game and you work harder and you do all this, this stuff. And I think these players Brent, in a world of transfers and AAU culture, to for them to buy in the way that they did to play this style and to watch it come together on a national stage against a Wisconsin program that's known for the last 25 years for playing in one of the grossest styles of college basketball. Iowa State beat the shit out of them tonight. <laughs> on their they did. Like they I did. know it was yeah. only a 5-point game, but it didn't feel like at any point in that game, especially once Hepburn went out, Wisconsin was clueless on offense. Iowa State had those guys completely out of, um, you know, Davis was never comfortable. I thought Brad Davison played really well for Wisconsin, despite, you know, I know nobody likes him. He did really well on on Brockington. He Uh, He played really well. But, I mean, they were so out of sorts offensively. And, boy, it just shows, man, like this defense stuff that we've been talking about all year. It really is different in the Big 12 compared to um, most of these other leagues. And I I don't think Wisconsin had seen anything like that all season that they saw tonight. Well, I think it was interesting that, that you your point in our pregame show was dead on. Is you know, and Iowa State has two of the best wing defenders in the country, and Davis has not seen anything like he's going to get tonight. That's very prescient of you. I mean, give, you give yourself some kudos. As I know you're drinking a Diet Coke because you have to drive home early in the morning, so we appreciate that. I am not on that, I am, end of that spectrum. I am. I'm I'm going to have to stay up to like three working and probably go to drive up home at six so I can pick up my daughters from school. So, yeah, no no Cody Road for me tonight. Well, uh, I, I will make it up for you for, for Thank that. You. But, uh, no, I mean, it was, it was dead on. And you just – Iowa State took the fight to Wisconsin, and it, it needed to be that way. And the first five minutes, I was like, oh, man. It was, I would say it was ugly, really ugly offensively. And you thought, gosh. And Hunter missed, like, three layups in the first half. It's like, oh. man, you got to make those. Like, you so got to take advantage. So, I would say didn't even play. I said on our preview, I would say had to play B-plus offensively. I would say played a C, maybe C-minus offensively, and still won the game comfortably. That's how good defensively Iowa State was. Now, granted, Wisconsin missed a lot of shots, right? And it's a shot maker's game, and Iowa State made just enough, and neutral site Gabe came to play. And that was the key. They needed they needed Kalsher, they needed Grill or Koontz to, to make some shots, and I think they got one and a half out of those guys, which is better than what Wisconsin brought from the supporting cast, and it was enough to win. But you're right. I mean, you just go conference to conference. It's pretty clear the Big 12 was in the special division now. I mean, if you look at yeah. who's, who has survived and advanced no here, and I think Texas is going to end up losing to Purdue – that that is what it is. But you look at what the Big Twelve did. The fact now that Iowa State has not lost to anybody not in the Big Twelve. Like you're 15 and 0 against teams not in the Big Twelve. That goes for something. But I'll have to say, you know, 
Tyrese Hunter said something on Wednesday and we said people came to our practices. They're like, these guys aren't very good. I was guilty of that. I mean, you watch this team in October and you're like, they play hard. Like that. I remember talking to him like, I, I, Chris, I don't see it. Like they just they play hard. I hope it's enough. But to the staff's credit, they knew they were never going to be able to just hoiball out hoiball somebody and put up 80. So they had to win games a different way. And they did it. And they did it all along. I mean, entering that Kennesaw State game, the first game of the year, I, I thought they might lose that game. That's yeah, I mean, this is how fun. I did too. And I, no, I wasn't alone. Kennesaw, Kennesaw State of the Atlantic Sun, but they did enough. They found a style that could beat people up. And it's nice now when you get out of the Big 12 where Texas Tech can just do it better than you can. To, to see what else is out there. And, and that's the great thing is Iowa State just played harder than Wisconsin did. comes down to that. I think another aspect of this game tonight, which made it impressive to me, uh, we, we've talked a lot about, and, and I don't take this as criticizing the officiating because I'm not. There's different styles of officiating. There's different styles of basketball. It's think in the past, like West Virginia, we would go, okay, well, who are they going to get to officiate their games in the tournament? Because it dictates if they're able to play with their identity. And the first half was ta- called very closely, very closely. Like they were, they were calling everything. And I do think Bloom, one, Iowa State did a good job to keep its composure there because there were a couple of those where I thought like, oh, the wheels could come off. But two, I do think that um, – I give TJ a lot of credit because it was I was right across from the bench okay. and he was constantly calmly talking to this official and and showing hey Davidson's hooking every time right and and I thought at halftime I said this on my Twitter live that I thought that it would kind of neutralize itself a little bit and it did I thought the officials regrouped a little bit I I, I still think they had a tough game yeah. but for Iowa State to have 14 15 fouls in the first half and still win shows me a lot about this team as well. That's a very difficult thing for this specific group to to be able to gut through. Yeah, there I mean I I mean my again I I love officials. Everybody knows this. But my Twitter, I, I even got a couple of texts like, hey are you all right? Like calm down on the officials. <laughs> some of my officiating friends. But no, I just I was that pumped up. I mean they had the one I mean the one where Davidson just completely flops on the Brockington. They got his second foul, which was just a ridiculous call. And they call Kalsha for a very rule book specific thing of coming from out of bounds and not reestablishing inbounds, which is a very rare violation. I don't even think he committed the violation, but there's no question in my mind. That was those, bizarre. Those yeah. guys talked at halftime and said, hey, wait, that's just, you know, <laughs> things got a little out of control there in the first half. But the fact that I would say was ahead at halftime, that grill layup at the end of the first half, oh, huge, huge thing point. of beauty. Thing because, of beauty. I mean, drew, drew up uh, greatly. But to have the lead at halftime after all that seemingly went wrong, I mean, you had Jones in foul trouble. Condit was struggling. You had Brockington couldn't get really anything going. He had, was in foul trouble. And yet you had the lead. That kind of gave you a boost. And obviously the Hepburn injury helped because Wisconsin offensively no in the second half was just a mess. Like they had no idea what they were doing. Thanks in large part to Iowa State. But, yeah, I thought the officiating did calm down. It got control in the second half, and, and Iowa State was able to benefit. But, yeah, I mean, there was a couple illegal screens in the first half where, like, What's going on here? Um, was not not a huge fan of the first half, but thankfully it didn't matter at the end. Yeah, no doubt about that. Real quick, I want to I want to thank a couple of our great sponsors on the Williams and Bloom Sunday Night Podcast. Our friends at Gravitate Coworking. You can check them out at gravitatecoworking.com. Now open Gravitate East Village in Des Moines. Got an email from Jeff last week about how things are filling up nicely. 
But if you want to go to gravitatecoworking.com, you can check out floor plans and whatnot of their downtown Des Moines, East Village, Des Moines, Midtown, Windsor Heights, Cedar Falls on the eastern side of the state. And, of course, I believe it's the first uh, rural co-working spot in, in Iowa is, is in Jefferson. Our friends up there at the Wild Rose Casino, who are one of our uh, sponsors of our postseason coverage. So check out gravitatecoworking.com today and thank them for supporting what we do here on the Williams and Bloom podcast. All right. Um, we'll get to the women here in, in a second. I, I, this will probably be a somewhat shorter pod than we normally do, but because I've got so much going on, but the Miami matchup. Now I didn't get to see anything bloom of their game with Auburn, but this really does set up nicely. We can talk about this. We're not on the team for this, Ooh. like this, the elite eight is like not with without reach here. Like, I mean, this is what it like. Miami was like 53 and Ken Palm going into tonight. Yeah. So like, I mean, what an opportunity uh, in Chicago where you would think that Iowa state's going to have a significant fan advantage as well next Friday night. No question. I mean, that's crazy because if you think about it now, here's a, here's a wild fact for everybody. It's crazy. Iowa State will be, you know, I think it opened as a one-point underdog. I think Iowa State's now favored by one against Miami. Get this, folks. When Iowa State made the Elite Eight in 2000, even as a two-seed, I have to check this, double-check it, but I believe Iowa State opened as an underdog against UCLA. Now, UCLA came in with a bunch of – I mean, they had like seven NBA guys in 2000. They destroyed Maryland in a 6-11 game by like 35, and, and UCLA was the talk of the town. I think Iowa State actually in that game in the Sweet 16 was an underdog and ended up winning, if memory serves, 80 to 56 or something in that neighborhood and blew out UCLA. And Iowa State dominated from the get-go. Tinsley was great. Pfizer was great. But point is, this is the the second chance for Iowa State to make an Elite Eight. And they're going to be a favorite in this game, even as an 11 seed. So the bracket has really opened up. And if you look at what Miami did, again, it's a really good offensive team. Obviously, Jim Lair and Eggett's had a lot of success. And, you know, I caught bits and pieces of that game on the second screen today. And um, it's like they shot the ball great. They have a dynamic score in Isaiah Wong, who's one of the best scorers in the country, be a first-round pick. He's gonna, I, But, again, Kouser, Brockington, good matchup there. And they actually have a couple Big 12 transfers. So their point guard, Charlie Moore, who is great tonight, came from Kansas, played at DePaul. Oh, yeah. And it, I didn't and know then, he was uh, there. Okay. And then Ka- Cameron McGusty spent two years at Oklahoma – before transferring to Miami, he's their second leading scorer. So they got some they got some um, commonalities there that Iowa State's aware of. Not an overwhelming team with size. Pretty good athletes on Miami. But uh, this is this isn't a game where you look at and you go, man, this is uh, you know this is Kansas or this is. You I'll know, go on the record right now, here. I, and I haven't seen them play. I'm looking at their metrics. This is a good matchup for Iowa State. Yeah, I mean they got guys. I'm mean, like, if, if Wong's gonna get thirty, yeah, they're gonna beat you, right? But yeah, their I, I dis- their Ken Palm defense is one twenty three. Yep, and we've seen Iowa State. I mean, look what they did to Iowa. Look what they did to Wisconsin. We've seen Iowa State slow down really good offenses that simply aren't used to that style. And I, I really, I mean, I this is a just on paper. And again, I haven't looked at Miami once. I don't, I don't know a thing about their team. The ACC was horrible. That's another thing. Not a great league this year. I like this matchup a lot just looking at the profile. Yeah, there's no question. I, and I've seen Miami a handful of times, and they, they're solid. They got some weapons, but they're not 
This of, of the three games entering the game, this is Iowa State's best chance to win. Okay, I say that on paper. But now, no Iowa State won, won both no those doubt. games. But if you just look at just pure numbers, analytics, and Auburn tonight was awful. Auburn was awful tonight. It's like they gave up in that game. Uh, 30% from the floor, C-Dub, 5 of 26 from three. Uh, Jabari Smith, who's a future top three pick in the NBA, really struggled at times. And so, but Miami, you know, kind of made them quit in that game. So, but it's not an overwhelming team with pressure. So I don't know. I mean, I think, again, you're in the Sweet 16. Everybody's that, that has won games, has had confidence now. Miami did a nice job in the ACC tournament. Laranaga is a legend. But my gosh, it's a flip of the coin. It really is. And so I like this matchup more than I did the LSU game entering it. And so roll it out there, see what happens. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Quick note here, um, and this will be dated for anyone listening to the podcast, so we apologize, but TCU is beating Arizona in the second half. Um, Daddy called that one, so I just, just want to say, if it, if it holds on, make sure and give me my love. And Texas um, is making it interesting. We'll, we'll yeah. find the final score here momentarily, but they're within yeah. three. TCU is uh, a, a disgusting basketball team as well, and they are just gross enough to really piss off uh, the way Arizona likes to play basketball. We'll stay away from that conversation, though, so we don't get too dated here. I did want to play this audio. Uh, I actually I went back to the locker room after the game because I, I wanted to see the reaction, be able to convey it to our audience. Um, I caught up with George Condit. Randy Peterson for the Des Moines Register was there with me, and I thought awesome. that it was a really – um, fun, emotional. This is about two minutes. Um, let's hear this from George Connor, just right outside the locker room. This is 10 minutes after the game ended. Man, what's going through your head? Man, I don't even know right now. <laughs> like, this is new territory for me. So, you know, I'm, I'm just excited to be a part of it. I'm, I'm super excited to be a part of it, man. You know, they picked us last. We had, like we said, we had people coming in to our practices and say we were going to be good. And that's it. Uh, you know, we, we play hard. That's it. You guys weren't gonna do too much after that, and, you know. We just gotta prove the de- prove the hitter, uh, prove them wrong every day. George, you guys are fifteen and zero now against yep. non-conference opponents. Yep. Yep. What's that say? The Big Twelve is a tough conference. Tell you much. Tell you that much. Big Twelve is a tough conference. We just got our mentality to go out there and play hard every time. What was the key points? What were the key points today in 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 this big victory? Uh, man, just go out there and play hard. Go to the glass. Attack the glass. Do everything hard, man. Go out there like it's your last. And we did. George, on I think it was Thursday I talked to you and you talked oh about God. not taking NCAA tournaments for granted. No. 
now that you've you've been through the ringer of all this stuff. I've been through every high and every low, <laughs> almost. We still got a few more games to win. How good does it feel, though? It feels great. It feels great, man. What was the – you guys were coming into a enemy territory yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. yes, sir. Yes, sir. Enemy yes, sir. territory tonight. This was this ain't enemy territory. How was – tell was. me about your mindset coming into this one. This was just another game. We, we played in front of crowds that – uh, have been way louder than that. You know, Big 12 is a tough place. Like I said, going to KU is, is a tough place. Um, you know, going, going to Creighton is a tough place. All these all these places that we've been, these are tough places to play at. And, um, you know, no nothing to take away from them. They they have an amazing crowd, an amazing team. They did their, they did amazing. But, you know, I'm, I'm really happy that we prevailed in this game. George, you're going back home. How's it? That's uh... – that's it right there. Um, I there, I did get a little bit more, but um, we'll we'll leave it at that. But really neat. Awesome. I mean, that's a guy who he. I talked to him on Thursday, and we were talking about how his freshman year, you know, they win the Big Twelve championship, and then he's like, I thought I was going to play in the NCAA tournament every year, and then the bottom just kind of falls out in the prom era, and and now he's going back home. To Chicago to play in a Sweet 16. He, he's a neat story. Outstanding. I mean, literally, I, I thought, I mean, he, he was through the ringer. He's seen everything. And for him to have this moment, that's what it's all about, right? Like, so, I mean, it's hard not to get too caught up in what he said and emotional because, Chris, you're around it. I get to be around it a little bit. These guys, try so hard and they're even in the down years you know they're plugging away and they want to win so badly and it goes poorly it's tough on everybody but so tough on the players in particular so for them to have that joy in this moment when nobody expected them to i mean honestly it's one of the best stories in iowa city history this one i mean nobody nobody oh, it, it is i mean it's just like i i get where are we right now i mean think about like it's kind of to remind myself like this team was picked last and here we are after getting beat by 35 by tech in the big 12 tournament now in the sweet six like it the whole thing is 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 pretty cool that the fact that we're in this moment and we, you know i state it's not easy being an iowa state fan this feels a lot to me like when iowa state you know won the fiesta bowl almost like it's a similar emotion where you've dealt with so much for so long that when you have these highs just enjoy it and uh, who knows what's next we don't know what's next, but man, this next five days is going to be awesome. Soak it up. I would say it's one of 16 teams remaining on both sides of the men's and women's, and I'm going to love every second of it. Well said. Um, well, uh, let's get to the women now. And again, I unfortunately didn't get to watch a ton of this game. I did have the entire second half on on my iPad from the arena while I was attempting to work, but I was too keyed up to really get a lot done. Um just domination from the start and they came out kind of like I thought that they would. I mean, they, they were so bad on the first 20 in yeah. that first game. And it, it was like, they got all that stuff out. And then, I mean, it, you, you watched the whole thing. Was that as well as they've played all year? First quarter for sure. You know, honestly it was, it was a dominant first quarter as well as I would say it's played in 10 years. And then last three quarters, like whatever. Yeah, over. you got up so high. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Iowa State 11 to nothing. We find then it was 23 to 7 at the end of the first quarter, and Georgia was done. It was over. The game was over. 
and Emily Ryan, who's the last point guard remaining from a Power Five conference in the big in the in the state of Iowa, was dominant first quarter. Did everything, scored, assisted, rebounded. I think she ended up with. I mean, to look up her final line, but she was outstanding. Jones did just enough. Lexi Donarski was awesome after, you know, sometimes she struggled in the first game. But Ryan, 15 points, eight assists, seven rebounds, was just great. And then defensively, Jamie Steyer, if you go back, Jamie Steyer-Johnson we had on the pregame, she kind of gave a couple clues for us, which I wondered about during the mm-hmm. pregame. But uh, obviously played a lot of zone, a lot mm-hmm. of zone defense against George, and they had no idea what to do with it. So it was it was a mechanical effort from Fenley and staff they had georgia guessing on defenses and then iowa state was able to drive it enough open up shooters nine threes see i didn't get to the 15 you wanted but got to nine was able to cruise home and so in that you know morgan kane was good again they got something from zingaro who came in off the bench so it was it was a team effort and now you look at them sweet 16 against creighton you're going to be a six seven point favorite in that game and you know south carolina's on the other side but so happy for those guys South Carolina hasn't been exactly sharp lately. No, no, they haven't. And if you get there, then that's, you know, playing with house money at that point. But I think Iowa State, play, what they played them uh, last year, actually, up in Hilton Coliseum during the COVID year and gave them a game for three quarters. So, I don't I mean, who knows? Got to be Creighton first. So, Which, you know, obviously that they've done an outstanding job over there in Omaha with that program. I think that's going to be a fun game. What really sucks, again. No way. Don't even yeah, say it. Yeah. I'm no way. It. Friday night. Shut Both up. Both games. Both games are Friday night. What at are we doing? At the same time? I, so the men are at 8.45 Central time. So hopefully the women get an early Hopefully Eastern they get to tip. 6 o'clock. Yeah, because otherwise that would be brutal again and not fair to anybody involved. That was the worst and best part of this weekend. There's because, no question. There's but no, it, was, it, it turned out being fun, though, because they both won. So like it was like double like pandemonium. It, it, it was very overwhelming too. It was, and I felt bad. Like I, I don't know if if, if Matt can pull up uh, either my wife's tweet or my tweet with my kids. But I wanted to go to the game. I wanted to go up to Hilton, but I couldn't because the men were playing at the same time. I'm guessing a lot of Iowa State fans were in the same boat. Is like, what do you do? And a kudos to the ten thousand plus that were at Hilton Coliseum because you know you obviously had to sacrifice. And I'm glad they put the and like your parents, right? That they put yeah. the men's game on there, so it was, it was great for them to to be able to go to that. But that was, that was a brutal call. It's like, I wish the women played at noon and they could get back and watch the men's game, but it is what it is. And I was able to enjoy it at home and, and watch both in, in succession. And there's me oh, with there my little go. guys. There you go. Getting <laughs> Ots some, in the background. You get, yeah, with, with Ots in the background. So Uncle Ots there. But it was That's it awesome. was fun to watch at home just with, with my crew and, and celebrate. Because you know what? Iowa State's made six sweet 16s on both the men's and the women's side. Six total on each side. So you so don't know when the next, yeah, you don't know the next one's going to be. Enjoy it while we can. I know I'm I'm kind of getting you know up a creek here with that stuff, but it's it's like this stuff. As I'm getting older, you expected it to happen a lot with Floyd and Eustacey, and then we had that dry spell. It kind of gave us all some perspective of this is pretty rare. Like we're not Duke, we're not Kentucky. We hope we can be, but enjoy it while it happens. And but Chris, the one thing I want to talk about. I do think a couple of things. The fact that Iowa State beat Wisconsin in Wisconsin with the Wisconsin connections is huge on the recruiting front. Absolutely. I mean, I think that that's the outside part that will have ramifications beyond is Iowa State wins this game, which is great for this year. But I think it really establishes itself on the men's side as the Midwest program. Minnesota's way down. 
Marquette's whatever with Shaka. Illinois loses today. Iowa loses on to Richmond. I mean, I think Iowa State has a chance now to re-grab that, that upper Midwest hold, which is, which is critical. And that was the plan from day one Yep. Um, as far as the recruiting goes. In fact, I know for a fact that, um, I mean, there's a couple of guys in 2023 specifically here in the state of Wisconsin. One's a top 50 player who I bet was watching that game tonight. Mm-hmm. And um, the fact that uh, – go and read my column on J.R. Blount if you guys haven't um, about his, I, my, I think, uh, underappreciated role by most fans – for what he's done with this year's team. But when you factor in him, Otzelberger, Kyle Green's contacts in Minnesota, and Daniel Robinson in Chicago, you're right. And that that's the plan. Iowa State will rarely, I'm not going to say never, but be recruiting from the southeast. And st- like that's not the plan here. The plan is to build it with Midwestern kids and bring in transfers. Absolutely. You just beat a Midwestern, the, the classic Midwestern team, yeah, right? Yeah, that's the program. You beat them at their own game, and you were better at it. So, like, the, uh, Johnny Davis is from lacrosse. Guess who else is from lacrosse? Scott Christopherson and Matt Thomas. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't think that doesn't resonate a little bit with, you know, who's the next person from lacrosse? Who's the next person from Whitewater? Who's the next person from Minneapolis when when Minnesota goes 11 and 20, whatever they did this year? Lexi Darnoski, man. Lexi Dodarski's from lacrosse. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think she's the best one of all the lacrosse. She, I love she Lexi might be. Darnoski. She was, hey, she's go, a baller. Go back and watch that game dynamic oh. today. She, she, she played so her good. ass off. She was great. She's so good. I, I just, I love the women's team. So, Emily Ryan and her, and then was juniors. Ashley just doing what? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Her what sophomore, if Ashley sophomore comes is going to be juniors? Yep. If Ashley comes back, are their preseason top five, right? Yes. No question. Yeah. And that, and I, I would say, 60-40, she's coming back. Getting everybody all fired so, up. So, you know, win the game, win, beat Creighton, see what you do against South Creighton, Carolina. by the way, was Let's super go. impressive at Iowa City today. Because that – and I, I will tape my hat to the Iowa fans. They they showed out for women's basketball, which kind of, that's kind of our thing. Their, their crowd was really good, too. Uh, there were a couple – and that was a hellacious atmosphere that Creighton had to – and that that young girl uh, who transferred from Iowa just yeah, kept Jensen. hitting shots yep. down the stretch, and she's a really good player. Uh, Iowa State will have some scouting on her, though. Uh, I love I, I love this Facebook post that, that showed up for those listening on the podcast. Judy Kemp, thank you, Judy. At least someone from Iowa City is going to the Sweet Sixteen. Be the Jones sisters, FYI. <laughs> oh no, my horn frogs are down five now. This is not good, Jamie. What have you done? <laughs> This is not good. I need my horned frogs to kick out of it. He's done such a good job. I just, I, w- I want to see them get to the Sweet 16 as well. All right, Bloom. Um, real quick before we wrap things up, I do want to give a shout out to my friend Hope Hope Wood. Uh, we're we're encouraging Cyclone fanatics. Tax times around. A lot of you are thinking about finances now. I want you to think about getting a will. Super easy. You go to hopewoodjd.com/info. Hopewood.com, excuse me, hopewoodjd.com slash info. And you can hear about her will in a day program. You can get a will done in 90 minutes. She has over 150 five-star reviews on Google, and she practices exclusively in estates. So check that out. We're all getting older here. 
and you need to, I, I need to do this. This will be an off-season thing that I will absolutely take advantage of. Check out our friend uh, hopewoodjd.com slash info. And, and, so, and always include your favorite nonprofit if you're so inclined in your estate plan. A, seems a little bit um, self-serving there. I'm just, but no, I'm, just, I'm just letting people know that that is, can be part of your estate plan. If you hate your family. <laughs> right? Fair, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so my my plan is this is not ideal, but I don't know what else to do. Drive back to Des Moines first thing tomorrow morning, and then we'll leave first thing Wednesday morning to Chicago. Yeah, I mean it's. I think the the interstate. I think the, the toll road's fixed. I well, was in Chicago it? last week. I flew easy flight if you can get it. It's probably expensive though. Yeah, I mean, I got the cool Carl Chevrolet Cyclone. Oh, I just drive. I don't see. It's only four and a half hours. You'll be fine. Um, And it's a late game Friday, so eight forty-five. Good news is there's a pretty good Cyclone alumni base in Chicago. You won't have to deal with any Miami fans because there really are no Miami basketball fans. Like they don't exist. Do we know who else will be in Chicago? It's Kansas. Oh, so uh, crap. Yeah, so you're gonna always have to deal with some <clears throat> some Jayhawks, and they'll buy a bunch of tickets. So we need to get our people on there. That's right. Yeah, if you're gonna go, like going out, well, so yeah. Kansas had a head start by a day, so you're probably out of luck there. And then the uh, KU plays Providence. Not gonna travel to Chicago. Yeah, they, so it's Kansas and Iowa State fans. So just as an FYI, let me pull this up. I believe Kansas is like a six point favorite against Providence, but Providence has been maybe the most impressive team. In the uh, like, we got to think about these things now, right? I think like Providence is really side. good, man. They're seven, seven and a half now. It's up to seven and a half for KU. But I don't know. I mean, let's hey, let's play the feud, as my good friend John Walters would say, and, and see what happens. I do think too, and I and I haven't, um, I haven't looked into this. I would love to know, Bloom. Maybe this is something you'd be interested in doing. Quad one wins versus net rankings. What's paying off more in the NCAA tournament? Yeah. Because Providence was one of those big quad one rankings teams, but they didn't. Have but then, like Houston was the opposite. They were a big. Ne- I just I'm just curious because we talked so much about it this year. Yeah, so Providence entering the tournament, everybody thought they'd get beat by South Dakota State, and it was competitive. But they and then they rolled. Um, Who they beat up on last night? It wasn't even competitive. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. I'm getting old. Uh, Richmond. Richmond. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they're supposed to play Iowa. They're supposed then, to play Iowa. Yeah, but then Iowa had to play with the the Wilson ball. So that's tough break for them. They didn't know that going into the game. So um, yeah, anyway, you're, you're just living your best life right now. <laughs> uh, just so living your be, best life. Good enough. I'm having good a good, you. I'm you having a, muck it up, my friend. I'm having a good weekend. I'm just let's put it that having a good weekend. I had some some guy, some guy named Ashley. He's got a after guy? me. Yeah, appears to be based on his Twitter profile. Let's see that that's Ash. Ash. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, had some choice words for me. He's a Wisconsin fan. Oh, boy. And he wanted to let me know that you did not mention that Chucky got hurt. And then he mentioned, said. Mentioned, like, what? It, he's just following you on Twitter and he's apparently, angry? Apparently he saw a tweet of mine and he said, you poor, insert word here, enjoy Des Moines. And to that, Ashley, I say, I do enjoy Des Moines. I enjoy Central yeah. Iowa. Des Moines, yeah. like. Thanks for your concern. It's like one of the best places to live it's every great. year in all these magazines. Affordable. Yeah. We have two teams in the Sweet 16 that are half hour away. It's a great place to live, Ashley. Come, the come Wisconsin fans tonight, like I, w- I was really concerned 
That Colgate game was insane. But it's late on a Friday. Like today's crowd was not a fact. It's pretty t- okay. At good. All. Yeah. Like, and I give Otts a lot of credit because he called timeouts at really good times to shut those people up. And then Kalsher, man, like it seemed like every time that every things time. were going, he would hit a shot. That how cool? How happy are you for that guy? I mean, it's oh, a really so bizarre happy. year for Gabe. Um, he, he's one him. of the biggest enigmas I've ever covered, where you just don't know what you're gonna get. They showed but him he always a lot plays on defense the, on the TV broadcast, and but yeah, he was cool. great. He he, I mean, he shot he shut down Davis, him and Brockington both, and then it was the mid range game. Like it wasn't even the three ball for Iowa State tonight. It was the mid range game, and happy for him, and happy for all these Cyclones that everybody doubted. I mean, this is this is the great thing. It's like Iowa State. Sure, you beat LSU, and it's like, well, they didn't have their coach, but you beat Wisconsin in Wisconsin, and all those the factors. In and I think it really establishes Iowa State now as a program going forward. And sure, you recruited well, but I honestly think this is one of those wins where you look back on three, four years from now and goes, "What was that momentum? What was that Oklahoma win in football from five years ago?" Right? And this is one of those because you now have five straight days of coverage about Iowa State. You may make a sweet, you may make an elite eight, not the end of the world if you don't, but that that allows you that extra press time for five days where Iowa State's the story. There's no other Power 5 program in the state of Iowa that's involved anymore, and you get all the coverage moving forward. By the way, you're in Chicago, which is a close drive, so only good can come from this next week for Iowa State basketball. Yeah, it feels like – it felt like just going to the tournament was house money, and now it's – but, man, like – Kind of like the column I wrote going into this one. You just push your chips all in at this point, and it it felt like that today. The team was very loose. Now you've uh, now you've cashed out and you're doubling down. Like you've won, you've you've earned, you've you've paid for your trip to Vegas. Let's see what happens. Maybe you can you know pay for some kids' education while you're at it. Amen to that. All right, brother. Thank you. Hey, safe travels home, my friend. Appreciate we'll see you it. back. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to tip one back in in Bon Durant when you get back before you go to Chicago. We will have to do that, of course. Matt Van Winkle, thanks for. Hopping on and, and doing the stream for us. This was a really good idea to, to do it live. We had huge numbers. A ton of people have been in here watching. Thanks to our uh, presenting sponsor, MechDine of the MechDine Corporation. If you like all of our coverage from the road, thank you to Fairway, Wild Rose Casino in Jefferson, Ames and Des Moines Eye Care, Country Landscapes, and our friends at the Iowa Event Center for bringing us all the coverage from the road. All right. For Brent Bloom, my name is Chris Williams. Have a great Sunday night, guys. Sleep well.